freedom freedom over fame freedom over cycle stays the same welcome in everyone to how to ride a roller coaster i'm your host david ezel here we'll talk with business owners and founders on what it's like to ride the roller coaster known as entrepreneurship how to navigate the highs the lows, as well as tangible tips that you can use right now to kickstart your business or idea. Let's get to it. Welcome into a brand new season of How to Ride a Roller Coaster. My guest today is the one and only Miss Jeannie Barsom. She is the founder and CEO of Gifting Brands. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How was your holiday? I know it's a super busy time for you guys, though. Well, for me, it was a special one because I'm a first time grandmother and I have a grandson who will be a year old this month. So this was his first Christmas. And so it's just so special when you have children in the family. And, you know, it's been a while. My kids are adults now, so I haven't had any little kids around. So it's it was amazing. Thank you. Oh, congratulations. So this is the first year. So how old? Nine months? He'll be he'll actually be a year next week. So oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. We're we're kind of in the same boat, a little bit ahead. Ours turns three at the end of this month. Oh. But this was the first year where he, you know, he actually kind of got into the whole yeah. Santa Claus thing and the whole, you know, got wrapped up in all of it. So it was it's so much fun. And that's such a fun age because they they can communicate with you, which is nice, oh right? Right. You, and and just every day is a surprise. It's you know it's so much fun. That's that was my favorite age when my kids were little. Yeah. So before we before we dive in, so tell everybody a little bit, just kind of a high level before we dive yeah. in about what Gifting Brands is and what you guys do. Sure. So Gifting Brands is actually the first nonprofit retail e-commerce website where 100% of our proceeds go back to charity. And what's different about us is, is that um, because of my background, I was an executive in retail for many large companies like Gap Inc. with Old Navy, Talbots, Zales, Target Corp, um, and so on. I We work with brands to donate inventory and by doing this donation, then all the profits from the sales that we do on our website go back to the charities. Um, and we focus on charities that help women and children and are really making a difference in their lives. Wow. And where did that come from? Kind of, so, kind of going back, yeah. what, what, what provided that spark? And I mean, I've read all about no, it on your about page and thank goodness I've gotten to meet you and talk with you. And, yes. you know, we kind of go back a bit and gotten to hear your story firsthand, which is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go into that a little bit more. So um, when I was an executive at Zales, my team was in charge of um, all the merchandise planning allocations. So we had a thousand stores in, between US and Canada, and um, we got bought by Signet Corp, which owns Kay and Jared. So we became the largest uh, jewelry company in, in, in the world, actually, I think, um, a private jewelry company. And what happened was during this process, we were able to clean up our stores and we decided that we wanted to take out some of our older jewelry and jewelry never goes bad, as you know, yeah. obviously diamonds and you know rubies and gemstones. Um, but we were able to clean up our stores and we ended up with about a million dollars of excess jewelry. And um, I started researching to see if there were companies um, that we could donate or nonprofits that we could donate it to 
because they get a cash, uh, the company would get a donation by donating the jewelry. And my thought back then was um, cash for cars was really big where you could donate your car. You could then whatever, when it was sold, you could pick a charity that you wanted that donation to go to. Um, and I thought there's got to be something out there for luxury or more expensive jewelry. Yeah. And there was nothing out there. So fast forward, I retire from retail at a younger age um, and decided that it's time to give back. Um, you know, I was blessed with a great career and I started volunteering at different nonprofits and realized how hard it is for nonprofits to raise money. Yeah. Um, and one of the statistics is 30% of, of the nonprofits income that they raise comes in the last three weeks of the year because oh, wow. it's tax season. And so you, they never know whether or not they're going to have enough money to support their mission. And so, you know, thinking about um, my past and what I love to do, which is retail, I was able to get some amazing brands on board because of all my connections in the retail industry. And now we've got brands that want, you know, to donate to us because they love our mission. And so they donate the inventory and we sell it on our website. We also do pop-up shows at different special events and charity events. Um, and we're now on a program called market.live, which I was just on the show prior to getting on with you where we go live. Yeah. It's a really, it's an, a really fun marketplace. It's called market.live where we go live every Tuesday it's called Giving Tuesday Live. And then we'll interview a brand and a charity. And then we'll have different brands that we focus on. And then all the profits that we make from those sales that night go to that charity. And so you get to hear from the CEOs and founders of different charities. And they get to talk about their mission. And so you know where the money's going and the impact that it's making on the lives of women and children. Have you always wanted to kind of do the entrepreneurial thing? I mean, I know that you were no, executive no. for a while. So was it a complete, <laughs> complete shift? Complete shift. Yeah, it was a complete yeah. shift. So I, you know, I've been in, in retail and an executive for almost 20 years. Um, and I never thought that I would start my own business. It was not even on my radar. Um, but when I retired from retail, one of my hobbies was actually making and designing jewelry. And I'd been doing that even when I was at Zales. And, you know, I worked for a company that did that. I designed jewelry on, on the side and I would just give it away to all my friends and family. And so I actually started one of the brands that's on our website called Christy Jean. So I, that was my first entry into becoming an entrepreneur. Wow. But it was a for profit. And but I only but I wanted to do it you know, my, my reason for doing it, my why was I wanted to raise money for charity. So I just did charity events, um, and would do pop-ups and donate to charity. And through that process, I realized that women, mostly women, because it was jewelry, loved shopping for companies that were giving back. So then I brought in some of my friends in the industry who are executives at, in retail and said, hey, I, I have this idea about, you know, at the time we hadn't even named the company, but I had this idea going back to what happened at Zales and said, you know, there are so many companies out there that have excess inventory. And a couple of years ago when we started, there were big news reports about luxury brands burning their inventory, putting it in landfills, um, because they they don't want to sell that inventory at the end of the season 
because they have new inventory coming in and it competes against the same inventory that might be just a different, slightly different style or color. And so we give those brands an opportunity to donate it and do good with the inventory instead of putting it in landfills or there are brands that donate to us new inventory because they want to be part of what we're doing. Wow. Instead of donating money, they can now donate inventory. And it honestly, it helps them get new customers on people who may not know about, you know, they may not have shopped Baccarat who we carry or Dear John Denham or some of these other the brands that we carry, but customers are more likely to purchase from us because they know it's going to a charity and they get to try out a new brand as well. Um, so, so that's how we get started. So kind of going back to that part, whenever you're jumping in, you know, you see the opportunity coming from sales, you see where there, there wasn't that need in the market and the light bulb goes off. What were some of those first things that you did? Because now it's, is this a, I mean, do I go the nonprofit route? I mean, how, you know, there's just so many things that are kind of up in the air and where do I kind of start? So walk me through kind of what that process yeah. was like. And I, I kind of alluded to that. I first thought that the way I was going to give back was through a for-profit, which is a great way to do it. But I really thought that the bigger idea was instead of just having one brand, my own jewelry brand, the bigger idea is to get more brands and to get more brands involved. And for me, being in the retail industry and you know being an executive with some of these large companies, I have all these great connections. So, and people now, these many of these people that are CEOs and SVPs and VPs of big brands like Nike, Reebok, et cetera, they're now on my board because we knew that this is a bigger idea than just one small jewelry company. That, you know, our goal is to grow, to be able to give back to, you know, we have seven charities that we support right now. But we want to grow to give back to many, many more. Um, and and the only way to do that is to add more brands and get more brands involved. And you know, the brands love it because they want a way to be able to give back. Um, not, not every brand has enough money or profits to be able to give money, but they have inventory. Um, so it's a new way to give back. Right now, you're dealing with about seven different companies that you guys give back to. What do you look for when it comes to becoming one of the seven or kind of growing those? So when we started this, you know, I, I my heart is with women and children and really focusing on charities that support women and children. And in, in the end, it ends up helping families as well. Um, and so what I look for is brand uh, charities that are truly making a difference. And I started out with charities that I know. Um, for example, our one of our first charities was the Family Place, which is the largest domestic violence shelters in Texas. Wow. I actually got on their board, and that's part of my advice before you start a, a nonprofit: get on a board of a nonprofit of a similar type of charity that you want to do, or volunteer. So I started volunteering for different nonprofits. Um, so I, I, you know, I chose nonprofits where I know the CEO. I know what they're doing. I know that the, the impact they're making is real so that we can pass that along to, you know, to our customers who buy, that they have the confidence that the money that they're spending is truly going back to make a difference. And that's a great way to kind of, like you said, kind of get into that whole world. You know, if you can sit on the board of other nonprofits, you can start to yeah. see what questions arise, the way that they think, the way that, you know, problem solving, all of those different types of things. 
Um, if there's somebody else out there who's thinking about starting the nonprofit or wants to, you know, kind of get into that kind of thing outside of looking to jump in with another nonprofit and maybe become a board member or to kind of go that way. Is there anything else that you might would recommend any, any other way of yeah. just gaining that knowledge that's so detailed and so intricate? Yeah. I mean, I'll just talk about how I did it. So, sure. I mean, obviously you need to understand your mission and I, you know, chose women and children that that's really what I wanted to focus on. Um, you know, we want to help women get ahead and get equal pay, get, you know, great jobs, but, but children, especially there's so many kids in need. And so that was our mission. And, and my why is, you know, I believe that God gives us talents that we can all use you know, small or big. Um, and, you know, every one of us can make a difference in a small or large way. And that is my why. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to give back and make a difference in the world and have purpose and meaning in life. Um, and, you know, so know your why, know your mission. As I mentioned, volunteer for a charity or get on a board if you can. Um, because you it, it you really need to understand it. now if you've been on a corporate board it's very similar so that's okay but if you haven't been on a board before or you know especially if you're going to run your own you have to run that board so if you're starting this charity you have to have board members um, and then to do that is you've got to find great board members and you really have to you know sit down and think about all right what are your talents what are you good at what are you not good at and where do you need help and then think about all right who in my network or who would i what type of people would i want on my board that can fill those gaps so that you're not doing everything you really want to bring in people let's say for example i'm not a marketer i was a merchant i was on the finance side that be, you know marketing was not my core so i made sure that i had board members that are in marketing i made sure i had board members that were cfos um, that were in finance to be able to run the finance part of it. So you really have to surround yourself with people smarter than you in areas that you're, you don't, you, you know, you're not, you're not expected to know everything. That's why you have a board and that's what a board is for. And that was, um, and then, that was a fantastic sorry. take of, of being able to find the board members that, that can fit your gaps. Cause a lot of times I think we look for those that can also kind of help us maybe elevate our own strengths if I'm a good marketer or if I'm good in sales, maybe I, I need somebody that can help elevate that part as opposed to exactly. looking for the gaps and build. So that, that was really nice. Within the board members, it's important also to make sure they have the same why as you, you know, they have the same purpose that they, that the, whatever you decide your mission is that they support that mission and really have a desire to be involved in that. Um, and you know, it's really important to make sure they have the talents that you need. Um, the other thing that I think is really important is there's so many, you know, back when I first started, because you, you have to get approved from the IRS to have a 501c3. So not only do you have to have your board already picked, you have to have your mission, your why. Um, you need to do your research on the same type of charity. So for me, when I started doing my research on what we're doing, there was nothing out there like us. So I had to go to the next best thing, which is thrift stores. Um, you know, thrift stores are, there are some thrift stores that are charitable where all of the profits go back to charity. They're selling used goods. Sometimes they get new goods, 
but I, but for us, that was the only way or example we could give to the to IRS that there was something out there to follow, although ours is new inventory. And um, and then secondly, so I did a lot of research on on thrift stores and things like that. And you you can go into an organization like Charity Navigator, and you can actually pull up what's called their 990, which is just like your IRS tax form. Okay. You can see what they're spending their money, how much money they're raising, whether their board members are being paid, how much their board members or their employees are being paid. All of that is public data. Um, so it's good to research charities are, that are similar to what you'd like to do. It, everything is there that you need on Charity Navigator. Um, and then secondly, use a reputable firm to help you build your 501c3 um, um, to the report that you have to give to the IRS. Don't do it yourself because they, the IRS will know that you don't know what you're doing because there's, there are so many questions and things that I, like I never would have been able to do it myself, but there are reputable companies out there for, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars. They'll do it for you, get all the paperwork that you need um, and get you set up and with everything you need for the board or for the IRS to say yes. And sometimes it can take up to a year to get their approval but if you use a good company, like I got mine within three months. Wow. Um, so you just make sure you, you know, spend your money wisely on the right type of company that that's all they do is help, help people get their 501c3 status. So find somebody that can really focus in on that when it comes to it, build, getting all the paperwork and all the legality set. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And there are companies out there, you know, I recommend a, a bigger company that that's what they do, but find yeah. the one that's a great price um, and, and, you know, do your homework. It's worth it because you don't want to then submit your 501c3 and then you might waste seven months waiting to get it approved yeah. when you might've used the wrong company. So just, you know, make sure that you're using the right company. Yeah. That that's, that's great feedback. Cause I think that that, like you said, that's something that people that haven't maybe gone through that stumbling block and had to wait the seven months, they just, they just wouldn't know. You would just think that that's exactly. kind of business as usual and that you're doing the, you know, kind of going down the right path. Um, yeah. And you start with those companies in the beginning when you're first thinking about it, start the conversation with them because they will help you with all of the things that you need um, so that as you're building it, you're not having to do it alone. Yeah. Can't echo that more. I mean, whether it's entrepreneurship, for-profit, non-profit, I mean, I think that's just one of the biggest takeaways is not doing it alone. And there are so many, I mean, now back, you know, back when we first started, um, I, we got our 501s, we submitted it in 2018, got it approved and started working on our website in 2019. And then the pandemic hit uh, another whole story. Um, but now there are so many great podcasts out there for nonprofits. And I'm just going to throw one out. It's called We Are For Good podcast. Um, it's amazing. They interview people that are in nonprofits and a lot of how to's. They also have trainings on on how to market to a nonprofit, how to get your 501c3 status, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a really it's really great. We are I wish I would have had that three years ago, but they just I think they just completed their first year. Wow. And I think you're, you know, like you alluded to a little bit earlier, when it comes to so many people want to, you know, do business with companies that are also giving back to companies that, 
you know, because it, it, it's so personal. Um, what has been some of the response? Like whenever you're talking just kind of about your mission, about how the whole process works, how you guys take the excess inventory, but it, but everything revolves around the core mission and the core why. What has that response been like? I think for me, it's the customer reactions. You know, the the five-star reviews that we get online. I, you know, when we ship a product, I send a personal note to every customer yeah. Yeah. because I want them to know that they really are making a difference. Um, you know, if they're buying something for $50, that $50 goes a long way um to helping a child in need you know for example one of the charities that we support is um out of the philippines and they actually it's actually one of our, our brands that's on the line called alamco as well they make earrings um that help kids youth that are caught up in sex trafficking get out of sex trafficking wow. and that hundred dollars gives them food and their rescue and their you know pays for their um rescue home for a month you know a hundred dollars can pay for a rescue home in the philippines to get these kids out of sex trafficking or slavery that they've been forced to be in um you know a hundred dollars at the family place which is the domestic violence shelters here pays um pays for food for a child or you know a family member for a whole month so it really does make a difference. You know, every little bit, you know, with a hundred people, $50, it, it all adds up. You don't have to give thousands of dollars. One, you know, buy one piece of jewelry that you're actually, it, I call it a double gift because you're, you know, you're buying it as a gift for yourself or for a loved one, but it lives on because it's a gift for, for the donation that goes back to help that charity. It's so full circle, you know, and I think we hear that we hear that kind of that old cliche. You don't have to give a lot to give. Um, yeah. And I think we just naturally go to, well, I don't have a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. So my 15 may not make a difference, but um, it does. Do, you guys, do you guys do a lot when it comes to the education part of, of that? Just helping people to understand that, look, five dollars, yeah. anything, you know, when it, where it, it does. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, being alive and talking with the, the consumers makes a difference. And we're finding like, for example, market.live that we're, we've done, we've done 11 shows. Now we just started doing it last year. They're a newer platform as well, but the customers can react. They can, they can, you know, just like this customers, you know, people can chat with us. Um, yeah. You know, we bring on the founders or the CEOs of the charities and they get to talk about what their mission is doing. And they talk about what $50 does, what $100 does, what $15 does to make a difference. And I think it gives people confidence, not only in the charity itself, but sure. in purchasing a gift. You know, you could go buy a gift from anywhere. You know, you can buy a pair of earrings from any website but when you buy from us, it all goes back to charity. So it just, you know, it, it, it makes a difference and it makes you feel good. It may, if you're giving it as a gift, like Valentine's Day is coming up. I mean, think about it. If you were to open a gift and you knew that that gift not only was something special that someone picked out for you, but it also benefits a nonprofit or a person in need, it's, it's just amazing. It makes you feel so much better about how you're spending your money. Yeah. 
So what's next for, for you guys? I mean, what, what, where do you see gifting brands going this year and, and forward? Yeah, I mean, for us really focusing on, um, you know, a big part of our, the money and the, the how we've been able to raise funds has been pop-up events. Okay. So I'm actually um, involved in women in retail leadership. So leaders of big retail companies, for example, you know, I, I don't need to name all, but like, you know, Macy's and Nordstrom and Needs, Neiman's and Forever 21, all of these women are my friends now because I'm involved in women in retail. They chose us as their charity partner last year, and I was able to go to all of their events and we did pop-up shows. So we were able to sell, at not only showcase what we're doing and get more brands to donate, but we were able to raise money for the charities that we supported. Um, so we've been doing the pop-ups and, and what's next for us now is really growing our online business. Um, the one thing about jewelry, especially, and, and right now, most of what we have is jewelry. We do have some apparel is people like to touch and feel it. And yeah. so doing these market.live shows, um, now you get to see it, you, you know, I get to talk about the product. So they can actually touch and feel it. And I think that's really the next growth category for us. But what's more important is we get to talk, as I said, we get to talk to the, the founders or CEOs of those charities um, so they can really tell the story. And so you can get to know that charity and on your own, if you want to go then donate to them, uh, that's, you know, for me, that's, it's not just about selling the product. It's about giving you access to charities that are truly making a difference so that you can make an informed decision about wh where you want to donate your money. And that's great. You know I mean? Because I think that there, there are so many places that your money could go. So just yeah. also having that education and that one-on-one -on -one where you can learn more about who they are, learn more about their core values, their why, what they stand for, and then make those decisions. And like you said, I mean, if you can get amazing, you know, quality products Product. like they can through you and then also have that whole full circle part why not exactly exactly well this has been fantastic is there anything if are there any other um anything else you want to talk about the floor is yours for however long you want it if there's any other place we can send people to gifting brands it will all be linked in the description um anything else that you want to talk about yeah i just think for me it's you know I just a little bit about my background, you know, yeah. I was a state, I was a working mom. My husband was a stay at home dad. So I was the one, you know, that was trying, trying to climb the corporate ladder back when women weren't really executives. And so I spent so much time in my thirties, forties and fifties, believe it or not, um, trying to climb the corporate ladder. And I didn't spend time volunteering at, at, at charities and doing charitable things. Yes, I donated money, but there's something special about being involved in a charity, volunteering, and, and seeing the impact that you can make. And for me, I didn't have that purpose. And, and, and in my 50s is when I really realized it's like I need to find something to where I can feel like I'm making a difference. And so whether you're, you don't have to go start a, a charity like me, you don't, do not have to do that. And what I did first was I started volunteering at different nonprofits. And so you will get so much joy out of doing that. And, and you know, even if it's only, you know, five hours a month or one hour a month, 
um, or take advantage. You know, I'm gonna, I'm just throwing out Bank of America just because I did was with them at an event. Bank of America gives I don't remember the exact number, but they allow their um, employees. They want them to volunteer at charity events or get involved in charities. And I believe they give them one full day a month, uh, something like that. So I'm sure that, you know, many companies have that. Take advantage of it. You will be blessed by giving back and you will feel much more fulfilled in your life. Yeah. And and I couldn't agree more. I mean, like I've worked at places before and currently do work at one that is really, really focused on that. Um, I mean, we have a Slack channel that's company-wide where volunteering opportunities, um, all of those types of things, mentorship opportunities yeah. are constantly just filtered through the Slack channel. And, and like you said, it, it just opens awareness. So things that I hadn't heard of before or other people hadn't heard of before, now you get to, again, kind of find out their why. How can I help? How can I get involved? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's amazing kind of, you know getting your hands dirty when you, you know, when you can, because that's where, that's where you, you well, learn everything. If we all did it, it'll make it the world a better place. No matter how small or large of an impact that you make, you do make an impact when you volunteer. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Um, and I can't wait to keep up with all the amazing things that you guys are doing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take all care right. and happy new year.